This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. What's up, y'all? You are listening to Keeping It 300. I'm Fallon Smith. James Jones is up in the mountain somewhere, I think. I don't know. James, where the heck are you? Yeah, I'm up in the mountains. I'm up here in Sedona, up in the mountains, big chilling. So, you know, service is real bad, but it's all good. What's going down? <laughs> oh, nothing. I'm actually in San Jose. I was hoping that this week we could finally do it in person, but you are so big time, and obviously you are booked up. So we couldn't do it in person, so that kind of sucks. Yeah, it's crazy right now. So no. And it's the off-season. So what the heck is so crazy about your off-season? Well, you know, I mean, a lot going on. I'm about to. I'm actually about to call an AAF game, which I'm excited about. Get out here and see these dudes run around and be able to call a game. So I'm excited about that. But you know how it goes. Just a bunch of moving parts. So you're not covering the NFL Combine this week, but you are going to call an AAF game this weekend. Which game? Absolutely. I'm going to be calling the Memphis and the San Diego Fleet on Fleet, even though last time you was teasing me about that. ain't how they spell it, isn't it? On Fleet. I knew what game you were calling. I just wanted to know if you were going to say San Diego Fleet or Fleek. So, yes, for sure. (laughs) Make sure when you're calling the game, you know it is San Diego Fleet and not on Fleek. Okay, and what about Memphis? I might swag it up on Fleek. All right, go ahead. (laughs) What about Memphis? Do you know their mascot? No, I don't know the mascot. What's the mascot? I I didn't even know they had mascots. Do they got mascots? Well, I mean, their team name. It's Memphis what? Come on. Come on, James. Ooh, I don't know. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Okay, well, you have a few days to uh, figure it out. But it's Memphis Express. Oh, okay. Memphis Express. All right, all good. See, you don't even know the team name. How do you, you know the players? Me, you just taught me something, so when I go on there Saturday, I know. All good. Okay, one, I know that you haven't really called a lot of games because yeah. the last time, I think, is when we worked together and we were doing that virtual reality uh, thing for the NFL. And it's a little different how we do it kind of in segments or highlights. Yeah. Um, and then this now is a full-on game yes. that you are about to be calling. So. Are you nervous, James? Uh, I, I'm nervous a little bit, and the only reason why I'm nervous is because it's not an NFL game, so it's not like I could just name the players off back. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, like, yeah. you know, when the offense goes out there, I automatically know who's the Houston Tech on the Houston Texans offense. So I can say them by name. So, doing this game, you got to learn a lot of the players' names and stuff. So that 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 part makes me nervous because if a guy makes a big play and I don't know his name, it's like, oh man, hey, look at number 16. He made a great catch. You know what I mean? I don't want to be like that. I want to be able to say his name. So, for once, um, you know. I, I can't just go off of my raw talent and ability. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta kind of study and look at these guys' names so I sound professional on the TV so, you know, they want to bring me back, you know? Well, 
preparation is definitely key. And right now you're behind the eight ball because you didn't even know that you were covering Memphis Express. Yeah, in a minute <laughs> I'm going to get all my stuff together and have a bunch of yellow tags on the paper like you did and a bunch of highlighted names and all that type stuff. So I'll get it right. Um, did they give you a heads up, though, too, as um, far as rules go and how it's different? Because that's also going to be a challenge, right, knowing the rules. Yeah, I went up there um, the other day and uh, they were kind of, you know, breaking it down to me real fast just the rule changes and all that that that's different from the nfl so yeah i'm pretty good i'm pretty good on that so i i don't think i'll touch on none of that but getting the players names down and all that probably gonna be the hardest part well who's gonna be the play-by-play guy um they gave me his name but i you know me i'm very bad with names oh my gosh i thought it was gonna be one of your like colleagues Oh, I wish. I wish. It's crazy because when I went in, because the studios is in Arizona, and when I went to Scottsdale, I went to the studios. I mean, obviously, you've watched a couple of games, so you heard Jones, Drew, and Marvin yeah. Lewis and all those guys on North. So they was all in there and, you know, getting ready for the game, preparing for it. So it was cool to it's cool to see all those guys. And I wish I was calling with one of them, but uh, I forget the guy's name they told me I was calling it with. So you don't know anybody? that you, It's going to be a two-person no. team or a three-person team? Cause something no, and they, yeah, they just told me a little while ago, so I'm just... Just, you know, kind of winging this one. Well, um, I looked it up, and I know that it's uh, going to be on Bleacher Report well, Live. Why are you no, asking? No, no, no. I'm saying I looked up, no, not who you're going to be calling uh, the game with, but uh, where okay. it's going to be broadcast. Because sometimes it's either CBS, NFL Network, um, yeah. they have another place. I yeah, think it's, it's through Bleacher Report, yeah. I believe. Yeah. So Bleacher Report Live, is it's going to be on the internet then, right? Yeah. Okay, they're yeah. starting you slow, then maybe you'll go work your way up to network. NFL Network, yeah, maybe. Hey, which is all good uh, because, I mean, the reason why they're doing it, the network told them that they wanted to see how I actually do call in the game. So it will be good to kind of show my ability. So I'll be prepared. I'll be ready to go. This is some pressure, James. It is, it is, but you know it ain't no pressure like it ain't no pressure like catching the ball in the Super Bowl or some or a two minute drive to win the game. So I'll be all right. <laughs> you know football, so you're you're gonna yeah. be totally fine for yeah, sure. Yeah. Okay, so check James out. It's gonna be what Saturday, and what time do you know? Uh, the game starts at I believe four o'clock, three or four o'clock, I believe. Yeah, because you guys are an hour ahead from. Pacific yeah. Standard Time. So so. I, think, I think it's 4 o'clock it starts. Well, look it up, but James is going to be calling the San Diego Fleet and Memphis Express game Saturday afternoon on Bleacher Report Live. So make sure, again, you check it out. Okay, so we're going to move uh, right along. And I know that since you've been in the mountains this week, you have had little to no reception. Folks, he has not... Um, text me back it took him like three days to text me back. <laughs> yeah it's, bad, it's very bad up here so i ain't looked on no twitter i ain't looked on none of that so i really don't know what's going on well here's one thing that i thought was pretty cool because it has to do with you know a female athlete who's trying to play football who is actually playing football so i'm not sure if you have heard about tony harris um, but over the last you know, few years, she's actually become famous. She was even in a Super Bowl commercial um, this past Super Bowl, the Toyota commercial, which was awesome. But she made history this week because she became the first female non-kicker to sign a letter of intent to play college football. So she got a scholarship to play safety at Central Methodist University in Missouri, where I live, but I have no idea where that university is. <laughs> uh, but just to give you some information about her, she's 5'7", 164 pounds. She's from Detroit, um, and she was just playing juco ball in L.A., and that's where she got uh, noticed. Um, but I want to know your initial thoughts about this, a woman playing college football. 
Well, you know what? I think it's awesome, especially playing, you know, defense, playing that position. You know, she's coming down, she's hitting, she's making tackles, she got to run. I mean, safety is a tough position. Yeah. But I think it's awesome because I think it, it lets even a lot of the young kids out there that's playing football, like if you're a baller, you're a baller. and you're making plays, yeah. they're going to come find you no matter what. Yeah. You know, so I think this is this is a pure example of that. Yeah. If you can play and you're a baller, it's no discrimination. If you could play and you're a baller, then, hey, we want you on our squad. And I think, you know, her doing this and, you know, being the first woman to do this, I think is unbelievable. Yeah, because we've seen women kickers. That's kind of their in. You know, yeah. But this is a safety position. I mean, that's awesome. She's yeah, this is this is this is different right here. Yeah. This is this is you are a football ball player, player right? Exactly. Because <laughs> I know how you guys treat kickers. You're not you're a kicker. Yeah. You're not a football player. You're yeah. a kicker. <laughs> you know what I mean? You ain't you ain't going through the through the grind and hitting and tackling and training camp and all that. You know, shoot. I know Mason Crosby in Green Bay. He he kicks every other day. Sometimes maybe two times a week. Like man, you're not practicing. You over here playing games and stuff in the lot. You know, you're not practicing but she is really in the mix she yeah. has to study film yeah. she has to get out there she needs to know all formations she yeah. needs to be in the playbook so yeah this is gonna be good I'm gonna tune in to watch her play yeah for sure and, and you know I I saw that I guess in high school she also played wide receiver so she knows what to look out for on defense because she was also a wideout. Wow. yeah so I'm all for girl power uh women empowerment equality etc so if she's good enough to play, like you said, she's strong enough to play, could take hits, could lay the wood, you know, then you go, girl. I'm all for it. Yeah. You know, prove everybody wrong. That, that, that's the only thing, too, that scares me right now because I heard you say she's, what, 5'7", 160? 164, yeah. She's small. Yeah, that's that, that's kind of very light for yes. safety. So when you these running backs is hitting the hole and you got to come up in there and tackle, you know what I mean? She got to be strong and built for that. The safety position is a tough position. You yeah. can't just throw anybody back there. Yeah, exactly. So that brings me to my next point. So the first point is I'm all for, you know, prove everybody wrong. If you're good enough, strong enough, can take hits, then I would love to see it. But this is where it gets tricky for me, James, in the locker room. How does that work? Will the guys respect her and respect her space? So as far as her JUCO team goes, they've been very receptive to her, right? Yeah. And then the other thing is, if we're being honest and keeping it 300, uh, if I have a boy, I have no kids yet, but if I have a boy, I don't even want them to play football, period. And I know you're going to be throwing shade at me, and that's fine. Uh <laughs> I know my husband doesn't want them to play if they do want to play football, not until high school, you know, because of all of the studies of concussions and CTE, et cetera, uh, and long, long-term effects it could have on your body and also your brain. So why in the world would I want my daughter playing football, right? Yeah. So I'm torn here. Uh, but if it's her dream, then who the heck am I to stop her from living her dream? Uh, again, more power to her. So if you had a daughter, so put yourself in her dad's shoes, are you okay with this? Um, I'm okay if I'm, if I'm with her every day, like, like I'm with my kids right now, every single day, every single day, they want to throw the football every single day. They want to play football. They love football, you know? So me yeah. 
saying, no, son, you cannot play football until you're in high school. I'm taking that joy away from him. Like the joy that the, my sons get playing football, I can never take that away from him. So yeah. I'm like, son, okay, if you want to play, you want to play. When you put helmets on, daddy's just going to show you all the right techniques, how to prevent all these injuries and these head injuries. Can you still possibly get hurt? Yes, but I am going to show you, and your coach is going to show you all the ways to prevent from getting hurt. Mm-hmm. So if I, I would treat my daughter the same way. If she loves football, every yeah. single day she's waking up, she wants to play. She loves it, and I done try my best to get her off it and say, <laughs> no, go do this, go yeah. do that, and she keeps coming back. So football, then I'm going to let her play. If this is what you love and this is what you want to do, and I see you out here dedicating yourself to it, I see the smile on your face when you're playing it, how you how you enjoy yourself, then go out there and play, and I'm going to do the same thing. This is the techniques, these are the things, mm-hmm. so you can keep yourself healthy. Well, now her ultimate goal and her ultimate dream is to become the first female NFL player. Yeah. Can you see a woman playing alongside men in the NFL? And it brings me back to the thing that I said it gets a little tricky for me is in the locker room. Yeah, but I think, I mean, that, that that's like anything. I mean, I'm sure if a team or an organization was to bring her in, I'm sure – before she came in there with the team, everybody's going to have their clothes on. They're going to respect her space. I'm sure she'll probably have, you know, her own little shower, little private area to where it's not even any incidents or anything like that. So I'm sure that those those things will be worked out. So I'm not really worried about the locker room. And just like anything on any team, if you're a baller and you can play, you're going to earn respect. you got to go out there. you got to earn respect. So I, I think that'll be fine, too. So, you know, we'll see. But it's just, I mean, it's a different beast. we got to see how she does in college because you are as you know when you keep going up the bigger the stronger the faster all these guys get so you know I'm all with her having that dream and that goal but she has to understand too the higher you go the bigger stronger faster these guys are going to get so you got to do the same I just love her drive this is a girl who by the way I didn't even mention this earlier she had ovarian cancer at 18 years old and she beat that so this is someone who I could see overcoming Anything. Oh, yeah. Makes it easy to root for, for sure. Exactly. So I definitely will be following her journey. Um, I'm sure they don't have a lot of games broadcasted, but because there is a woman on a college team um, that is not playing a kicker position, we might may see her down the line somewhere. Um, oh, I'm sure if she's making plays out there, getting yeah. interceptions, I'm sure that's going to be all over Sports Center and all that good stuff. For sure. Yeah, for sure. So yeah. I'm excited about that. But I love your take, James, because I, I see you as like this macho man and only guys can play or men can play oh, football. Oh, yeah. No, no, no doubt about it. I mean, I, I, I'm macho man, but at the same time, like I told you, I would try to be like, no, let's play some basketball. Okay, you like sports? <laughs> let's go play some. But if she can He's coming back to football, and I'm seeing that. Okay, I can't stop her. I might as well just be on her side, you know, so let's go do it. Okay, so I know you are not too far in the woods where you did not see this news, James. Do you know where I'm going here? No, what's that? What's going on? Oh, Mr. Robert Kraft. Ooh-wee, let me take a deep breath on that. Oh, man. Okay, so Patriots owner, if you live under a rock, then you probably didn't uh, hear about this, but I'm sure you heard about this. (laughs) Patriots owner, Robert Kraft, uh, he's charged with two misdemeanor counts of soliciting prostitution that was linked to a few of his visits at a day spa in Jupiter, Florida last month. So apparently like after the AFC championship game. 
Now, if you want me to go first, I'll go first with my thoughts. I want you to go first because I want to know all the little details of it. Do you know all the little details? They have video evidence. Let's just say that him literally paying somebody. Like they somebody. have video of video. him going into the parlor? The sexual acts that he paid for. Oh, they had the, the, the big time evidence. Yeah, the big time evidence. So, it hasn't okay. been released yet and he still is denying everything. Okay. Yeah. But um, right now, that's what he's being charged with. And I'm just going to give you my initial thoughts. So I'm a woman. So I'm going to say, and I don't know if you're going to take this the wrong way or what. But first of all, I was disgusted, but I wasn't surprised. He's your typical perverted old rich man. That is the first thing that came into my mind was like, I'm not surprised, right? At the same time. I know a lot of old rich men and a lot of old yeah. rich men that can get women the legal way, right? Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah that's, and that, that's why I do not understand it. Now, I know you have big dollars and yes. I know you have that, but I'm sure you can go out there and get it the legal way and not have to go into these parlors and pay these women <laughs> to get it. Like you're Robert Kraft. I'm sure you can find you a lady out there. Well, here's what's sad. Okay, we all know the story. I'm sure when you were in the league too, you know, you know Myra Kraft. He was married. Yeah, but yeah, and that that's the, not to cut you off, but so his wife passed and he has a young girlfriend. Yes, that's now, what right? I was going to say. He's, yes, so he was married to oh. to Myra Kraft for years, uh, 40 plus years, something like that. Um, but then yeah. she passed away from cancer in 2011. But he has a beautiful, young, 39 year old girlfriend who he mm-hmm. has been with for six years. Yeah. But here's the thing, James. This is very confusing and kind of weird. <laughs> Uh, she, his girlfriend has had a baby during this time, the six years that they've been together. A few years ago, she had a baby Mm -hmm. and they both confirmed he is not the biological father. So I don't know if he said, okay, I'm shooting blanks. If you want kids, let's go find a way to give you a child. Or she was having another relationship with somebody and then she had a child. Who knows? Either way. Man, this is, this is a, this is a lot going on right now. This is a lot going on. This, this is why... (laughs) Young people need to know out there, man. A lot of people think when you got money, you don't got no got problems, problems, man. More money, more problems. Exactly. So we, I have no idea exactly the um, details of his personal life. And again, that is his personal life, right? He could do whatever he wants in his personal life, yeah. uh, but do it the legal way. Yes. But when you are at a spa, like the one he was in Florida, paying for sex acts, Aside from thinking that he is a pervert, because, again, that's the first thing that came to my mind. I was like, oh, are you serious? Gross. But I'm not surprised. The real issue here, and now we're going to get a little bit serious. The real issue here is the sex trafficking. Sex trafficking at massage parlors in the U.S. Yeah. Because this is illegal. Right? No, 100%. (laughs) Those poor girls. So, like, while everybody wants to talk about Robert Kraft and what he has done, which... He should be hopefully punished for what he has done. Uh, people need to be more worried about those poor women who are literally sex slaves. You know, they're at the at the parlors. Yes, and I and you're absolutely right. I think that's the main thing that needs to be investigated right now. Like, who are they working for? What is going on? Why are they put in this situation and things yeah. like that? I mean, yeah, okay, you got Robert Kraft on TV, but man, you're exactly right. How about these girls? That, you know, shoot, are basically sex slaves. Like, come on now. We need to get to the bottom of that. Well, they are charging one woman with human trafficking because reportedly she was involved in this parlor and a couple other ones in Florida. She was like the ringleader of sorts of the spas. Um, I know this particular 
spa in Jupiter, Florida, they found three girls, three girls who were forced to live there and work there. I mean, this is just incredibly sad. And according to police, Robert Kraft is just one of about 300 other men who they have arrest warrants out for. Gosh, so, so my, so my thing is, is they're saying they have video of him in the act. So, are these women video rec- videotaping it? Is Kraft videotaping it? Is the cameras in the room? Like, how, how are they? How is the police and all that finding out this stuff? Well, someone tipped off authorities. I think it was a healthcare worker or someone who was visiting one of the spas. Because he or she noticed suitcases uh, in one of the parlors, which raised a red flag, you know, that people may be living there. So I guess that person tipped off authorities. And that's when they began their investigation and set up cameras to build their case. And what makes me sad about this is, you know, they're investigating for what, a couple months, I think, something like that. And you know what is going down in there? But you don't go in there and save those girls right away. Yeah, but then, but then again, you want to get so much evidence on them to where you, you know, okay, case, boom, yeah. we got him, we got, we got yeah. him now. So, I mean, he could, he could be in trouble. I know he worth billions and all that type of stuff, but he could be in trouble for, especially if they got him on no, camera on doing these acts. He, he could be in big time trouble. Yeah, the the police officer, I'm not sure the lieutenant or whoever it was, he said we have video evidence of Robert Kraft giving money and receiving a sexual act. Oh my goodness. The only the only thing that comes to my mind when I hear that is come on. Come man. on, man. Come oh, on. I know. Okay, so I think that Roger Goodell needs to do something. He needs to drop the hammer in some way on Kraft. If he is found guilty, again he's denying this. Yeah. Uh but again there's video evidence, so we shall see. But you know what? James, I have no faith at all in Roger Goodell these days. <laughs> so who knows what's going to yeah, happen? No, especially, especially him being his best friend. It gets oh, it's going to be tough. It's going to be interesting. I know you guys at yeah. the NFL Network are going to be covering this very closely. But now I have another question in regards to that. You are the NFL Network. Yes. So you kind of work for the NFL in a sense. Yeah. You do have to tackle the tough issues, etc. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to things like this, do... The front office guys, um, you know, your bosses come and talk to you like, hey, we got to kind of teeter this this fine line here. Don't say too much of this. Don't say too much of that. You know what I mean? Because I feel like you kind of have to be a homer in some way. Yeah, I mean. I mean, I mean, yes and no, because at the at the end of the day, you understand that you're a professional, yeah. and at the end of the day, you uh, you know that that this is uh, this is an owner, and this is a certain topic that you're really not familiar with. Like this is not talking about Antonio Brown leaving the Steelers, or like this is off the field issues that you gotta realize that you know it could be sensitive to a lot of people. Like some women, you know, could be watching this show, and you know, could have been one of those ladies, and you know, be and all that and they listening and making it seem like you know shoot we on Robert Kraft's side so you got to be sensitive to everybody so I mean I always kind of you know take the take the short end of the stick because I don't know all the ins and outs of it you know what I mean so I'm not going to get into all the detail you know what happened at the parlor and all that like I said my first reaction is come on man this is wrong yeah it's It's wrong wrong. yeah for sure and so that's why I've always wondered that because when it comes to like the social issues and Neil for the flag and all that stuff when you work for the NFL Network how hard it is to kind of you know still 
tell your truth and your opinion without being reprimanded for it. You know what I mean? Yeah, and I think that, and I think at the end of the day, you just got to be you. Yeah. You know, if you believe in it, you know, say what you believe. You know, I mean, and at the end of the day, if they respect it, they respect it. If they don't, they don't. But this is what I believe. All right, we got to take a quick break. It is ad time, so stay where you are. We'll be right back. As we all know, life can be stressful, but getting life insurance shouldn't be. That's why there's Ethos. Ethos is a modern kind of life insurance that's super fast, incredibly affordable, and very uncomplicated. At ethos.com, there are no medical exams for policies covering under a million dollars, no hours of paperwork or meetings with pushy representatives. It only takes 10 minutes to apply. And you can rest assured knowing you've taken the steps to protect your family. And in most cases, with Ethos, you can have that peace of mind for less than a cup of coffee a day with no hidden fees. Having life insurance can free you from stress. Getting life insurance shouldn't cause it. Discover how uncomplicated life insurance can be with Ethos. Get your free instant quote and submit your complete application in minutes. Just go to getethos.com. That's ethos, E-T-H-O-S. Getethos.com. All right, so I know you have a dinner soon. Ugh, you're always on a time clock here. Um, <laughs> but some new news here. We're taping this on a Wednesday, February 27th. It will be released on Thursday morning, uh, the 28th. But Wednesday, some news came out about uh, Nick Foles. Yeah. And he will become a free agent. The Eagles did not place a franchise tag on Foles. Now, GM Howie Roseman said uh, today that he deserves an opportunity to lead a team. I 100% agree. Yeah. Now, however... Adam Schefter said they didn't tag him because they couldn't find a trade partner for him because there weren't many options out there. Yeah. Either way, they are doing right by Foles. Uh, Foles has given everything he could uh, to the Eagles, including the Super Bowl title, as a backup quarterback. Yeah. Um, so I want to get your thoughts on, on Nick Foles because I probably have an opinion that is not very popular, but go ahead. Oh, man. Well, first off, my thoughts is if I'm the GM of the the Eagles, I'm not franchise tagging him neither because Carson Wentz is the future. Carson Wentz is my quarterback. Carson Wentz is going to be probably one of the best quarterbacks in the National Football League. He came this year off of ACL. We all know it takes a year to get all your mojo and all that good stuff back. So I think he will be playing at a high level next year. And the team understands that, that this is the future. So, you know, let's let Nick Foles go and let him have the opportunity to lead a team. Now, it's crazy because people so they soon forget when he was the starter, the outright starter on the Eagles. He had a lot of opportunities to lead a team to the Super Bowl and to lead a team to the playoffs. And he, to me, he kind of played 50-50. You know, you, you did not know what Nick Foles you were going to get. So coming into free agency, I understand he led the Eagles to the Super Bowl. He had a very good postseason season this, this year, but Remember, when the season started, he was playing garbage. In preseason, it was one game where, I mean, what they have. Don't talk about preseason. Don't talk about preseason. Negative yards. I'm just, I'm just saying this, 
I'm just saying the starters is in the game. So he played preseason, then he came out, he played the first two games of the regular season, and he looked like garbage. And then the playoffs came, and he kind of got his mojo back, and he played at a high level. As a GM, it's going to be tough for me to come out here and just drop the bank on him because of what I know, know how he played when he was the leader of a team, and his team didn't make the playoffs. I agree with you to an extent, okay? I'm a huge Carson Wentz fan. I love his story. I want him to have success. I think he's a great guy. Um, And I know that he has a bigger upside and is the younger quarterback and et cetera, et cetera. But if you cannot stay healthy, you are not good to anybody. You are not good to any team. And look, he was having a super uh, MVP-like campaign last year, not the year before when they went to the Super Bowl, um, and that was very unfortunate. And we don't know how players are going to bounce back from injury. We don't know if this is going to be a guy who can come back and have another MVP-type campaign because what we saw last year is he got injured again. I think when he, yeah, but when he came back into the game this season, I mean, you've seen a little glimpse of the Carson Wentz of old, especially him throwing. And then later on in the season, he started to move around a little bit better. But they had to shut him down again, James. And this is the only thing, though. you got to understand, when you have a serious knee injury like that and you come back, I mean, when you're worried about your knee, you're using so many other different muscles and all that type stuff, and it, it can, you know, other injuries can come. Yeah, but that's but my point. But I think if he was, if he was that injured, you better believe that Nick Foles will have that tag on him right now. So them, I don't know. Them letting, oh, absolutely. No, but I'm telling absolutely. you, Adam Schefter said the reason why that they didn't tag him is because they didn't find a trade partner for him because the only options out there were like the Jaguars, Washington, who can't even pay him because they're already paying Alex Smith, and Miami. There are not a lot of options out there for him. I understand that, but to just let a player, okay, we can't get a trade for him, so we're just going to let him walk in free agency, that doesn't necessarily happen if you need it. I mean, that's true. They you have, know what I'm saying? Yeah, they're going all in on Carson Wentz and baking and trusting that he's going to be okay. And absolutely, and that's what I'm saying. So my thing is, is the doctors know best in Philadelphia. And if they're like, okay, Carson might not bounce back and be Carson, you know what I'm saying? Okay, we need to find a way to keep holes there. You know, but I'm assuming they meet with the doc. What is Car- Carson is good, Coach Peterson. He's good. He's going to be back. His knee's fine. His back's fine. He's going to come back. play. Okay, let's let Nick walk. Okay, let me tell you something, though, okay? Um, this is why I have an unpopular maybe opinion and a completely different opinion from you. Uh, The one was the injury factor, right? And as you know, in the National Football League, if you're not healthy, you're no good to anybody, as I already mentioned. Okay. Now, I would have done... Hold on. He's been hurt one year. No, James, (laughs) two years. He had that ACL injury, and then they had to shut him down again this year because of the stress fracture in his back. What are you I talking know, about? I know, but I'm saying he got hurt. He got hurt in week 13 or 14 last season. And then, got ACL. Hurt, and then got hurt then again he this came, year. Then he came back this year after week two and played almost the whole season. And then, like I said, Yeah, but they weren't going to make the playoffs. Series. They were not going to make the playoffs with him. Nick Foles is the reason why they made the playoffs. But it's not like he's injury prone. Okay, got, well, you yeah. don't know that yet. Let's revisit this in a year. Let's revisit this in a year, James. I mean, okay. yeah, I'm sure. You're not letting me get to it. my damn point, and this is pissing okay, me off. Okay, my point is, I get that Carson Wentz has a freaking bigger upside and is younger. And I'm telling you, the health thing really does scare me. But 
I would have done anything in my power to keep Nick Foles. And honestly, now this is going to be the unpopular, the unpopular opinion. I would have traded away Carson Wentz. Now listen. You would have been the wor- you would have been the worst GM that's fine. ever in that's the That's fine. Now let me game. let me pull a Stephen A. Smith here that everybody hates, and that's fine. Let me just give you my opinion. There was that report that came out. Remember on the offseason about Wentz being selfish yeah, and not a good leader. Yeah, which now, is ridiculous. Which, yeah, which I ahead. actually thought that was ridiculous as well because he doesn't seem like that type of person to me. Yeah. Um, he seems like an amazing human. If you have followed his story, then you know that. Now, whether or not that is true or not, um, I don't know. I'm just Let's just say it's not true, right? But what I saw from Nick Foles, when Nick Foles played the last two seasons, was a team and players that rallied behind him and players who believed in him. It was like he was a perfect fit there. Because as you know, he's been a career backup and a bust everywhere else. And even when he did get a starting gig, he was a bust. But somehow, some way, there was some magic that was happening in Philadelphia when he was under center. You want to know what the magic is? And he freaking is, goes on to not only win a Super Bowl, but Super Bowl MVP coach, and outplays Tom Brady. You play, you, you play basketball. Okay, go. If the coach says, Fallon, LeBron James is the starter. Okay? okay, he's hurt, but he's the starter. You just go in there, you have nothing to lose. All right, if Nick Foles plays bad, oh, he's not the starter anyway. We can't wait till we get uh, Carson Wentz back. If Nick Foles goes out there and plays great, everybody thinks, oh, man, we need to trade him for Carson Wentz. People who think are drunk. <laughs> like, you have to understand, we've seen Carson Wentz lead teams for years. He was a starter in Philadelphia. They went nowhere. You mean Nick and Foles. then all of a sudden, he plays at a high level for four games because Carson Wentz had this team with the first round eye in the playoffs already before he got hurt. He comes out, he plays four good games in the playoffs he comes out and he has two terrible games in the regular season and he comes back and he plays two okay he played okay against the saints and the bears okay, listen. but the defense balled out and had him in the opportunity to win the game against the saints and definitely had him in uh, to win the game against the bears everybody saying he needs to take over for carson wins absolutely crazy and i wish i had more time on this podcast to argue with you about that but that's absolutely crazy he has zero pressure he's a backup listen so he comes in with nothing to lose carson is a star now, when we talk about this again in a year, and Carson Wentz comes out, and whichever team he goes to, he doesn't play at a high level. Everybody's going to say. Nick Foles. Nick Foles, yes. <laughs> Nick Foles goes to another team, and he doesn't play at a high level. Everybody's going to say, oh, we knew Carson Wentz was better than him anyway. It's all going to come out. But, James, what are you going to say when in week three he, like, dis- I'm not going to say shoulder. nothing because I know Carson Wentz is going to be balling, too. I, I, because no, Carson, I hope he doesn't. Carson Wentz is truly, probably, arguably, Talent-wise, top five in our business. But you already know what injuries can do to somebody mentally and physically. You already know. Everybody could get injured. Exactly, but that's my point, is we haven't seen him bounce back yet from an injury, a significant injury. We haven't seen him bounce back yet. He was not. They were not going to the playoffs last year with Carson Wentz. They were not. The Eagles were not going to the playoffs. Oh, my gosh. Okay. I mean, we don't know. He didn't play them last yeah, couple games. Yeah, because guess but what? When Nick I, Foles when did. I talk Nick Foles about, did. When I say, 
when you talk about who's better as a quarterback, it's a no-brainer. And if you take Nick Foles, I mean, you're drunk. But listen, a lot of the times it's about fit, James, and you know that. A lot of times it's it about is. fit. It is. And Carson Wentz had this team before he got hurt with a first-round bye. Okay. And if he didn't get hurt, they probably going to go on and win the Super hey, Bowl James, anyway. Hey, James, stop living in the past, James. We're talking about what happened now. What have you done for me lately? It's a reason why they came back to – it's a reason why they went to Carson Wentz anyway this season. They had to, though. If Nick Foles was, was playing rounder. good, he probably would have sat and came back in week five or something. But he was Nick Foles looking so terrible. They're like, we got to hurry up and get Carson Wentz back up in here. <sighs> well, when guess what? When the, the <laughs> lights were the brightest on the biggest stage, he delivered. That's all that matters. Yeah. I mean, when you ain't got no pressure on you, it's easy to deliver. James, shut up. It's easier said than done. Don't even go there. You've been on the big stage. You know what ain't oh, easy yeah. to win. <laughs> okay. I know you have to go. Uh, yeah. So I guess we're going to wrap it up there. But for our Raiders fans, um, as you guys know, now, because of your colleague James, Ian Rappaport, uh, reportedly the Raiders are staying in Oakland, at least for there the 2019 season. And if the Vegas stadium is not going to be ready in 2020, there is an option for them to re-sign for the 2020 season. This is what we both talked about, what we wanted. Absolutely. Black hole still alive, baby. <laughs> uh, so we just wanted to mention that. We don't have time to delve into that. So uh, that's going to do it for this week's episode of Keeping It 300. Make sure you subscribe to Keeping It 300 on iTunes, Spotify, and Art19. And if you haven't done so already, rate us and write a review. And also make sure you tune in to Bleacher Report Live on Saturday because our very own James Jones is calling an AAF game. There we go. For James, I'm Fallon. We out. Out.